Hey guys, this is Sam from Leave Issues at the Door Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about adulting. I just want to give a shout out to Heather Bay for giving us this idea for an episode. Um, We're just going to be talking about our experiences with adulting and what our thoughts on it is, you know, how it's been for us graduating and, and going into the work field and all those things. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is the Leave Your Shoes at the Door podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Will Chang. I got my boys here with me. What's up? This is Ryan. And this is Sam. Damn, you almost said it like you guys forgot your names or something. <laughs> it's it's Have, been a while, right? It's, it's been, been a while. A while. When's yeah. the last time you actually introduced yourself or your name to somebody new or you haven't met before? Um... Maybe like the Chick Fil A cashier through the app. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, mine is actually kind of recent, actually. What? No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you haven't been responsible. You haven't been social distancing. No, no, no. It, it was, it was, <laughs> it was through like an online medium. It was just like, um, like through the dating apps and things like that. So. Whoa. Okay. okay. You're back on the dating. You had to tell us how dating is going now. You know, during the pandemic. You know. Is it, you know, is it, is it, is it that prevalent now? Like, uh, you know, dating during the pandemic, is it the new, new adult thing to do? Uh, Is, has it gone down? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would have gone down because you can't go out and like, you can't really do anything. Like, um, online dating, like people who use it and things like that. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I guess you can just chat with people, which is fine. Yeah, I think that yeah. Works, I, but, you, know, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure. You know, like, um, I did stop the apps for. Let's let's see, for a couple of months actually, since like the pandemic started, and then recently I opened it up or I reactivated it again, and then um got a couple of matches. But ooh, nice! Like before, it wasn't even like before. It's and for me, it's like hard to even say. Like I, I didn't really get many matches before, so my maybe it's skewed for me. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> like it's already all it's already all fun funky, you know. So <laughs> yeah, it's the new world we live in. Well, I I can't tell you the last time I actually had to really introduce myself to somebody new. I guess you could say, and it's funny because, um, did you think it's kind of kind of ironic that really when you i feel like when you get older at least in my opinion you actually introduce yourself less like you know when you actually become an adult you introduce yourself less because you kind of already have maybe your friends you already know your people right whereas when Uh you're a kid or an adolescent you're meeting new people all the time going through school you're going to parties and then you got to introduce yourself you know tell people your name maybe potentially be awkward about it I mean, I don't know. I was pretty awkward about it. I don't know how it was for you guys. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. As you get older, it's like you are more established, right? In like, like your friend groups and like where you are in terms of like uh, career and like all that stuff. So it kind of makes sense. But man, I remember being a kid and like going to school for the first time. I think I was just like really anxious and stuff. I just like because I was like a really shy kid and everything. I was just like, uh, I don't know how to talk to people, and so. Thank God for extroverts. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a great segue into the topic that we want to talk about today, which is essentially adulting, you know, and we talk about things, oh, when I was a kid or, you know, back in the day, right? So my question back to you guys is, 
Yeah, my question for you guys is, when was that pivotal point in your life when you started self-identifying as an adult? Like, when is it that you went from adolescence to adulthood? Was it a point in time? Was it a moment in time? A specific event? Oh man, that's a that's a good question. That's deep. We we'll have to kind yeah, of think about that one. That's for a interesting. Bit. You know, to be honest, I still sometimes feel like I'm not a quote unquote adult. You know, <laughs> you're just a kid doing I be, adult things. You know, part of me still feels like I'm still figuring it out, or you know, I'm I'm young, but you know, I'm turning 29 tomorrow. So hey, happy early birthday, my thank guy. You, thank yeah, happy you. Happy early birthday. Thank you. So it's super weird for me to to think, you know, um like I am an adult. You know, I, I still feel like young. So uh it, it's hard for me to say like when that, that pivotal moment or, or what it was that caused that. Okay, okay. Follow up question, Sam. When was the which which birthday was it? that you kind of stop making a big deal out of your birthday or stop quote unquote celebrating Ooh, that's it. Good, that's a good question. That's a good question. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That probably, could be the pivotal point. Probably at 22. 22. For real? Yeah. So 22, I stopped caring about what I would do for my birthday. I think. I feel like that's still too early. No. Is it? I don't know. I'm just saying, because 22 is so young. Like, you're so nah, young. No, nah, man. Dude, Sam grew up fast, man. You, you became <laughs> oh, an adult true. Quick. You're right. You're Maybe. right. I don't know. I honestly, you know, for me, birthdays aren't uh, something that I look forward to, you know, because there's there's a lot of baggage for it. But basic, like, short, long story short is, like, when I think of my birthday, I tend to get much more introspective and examine, you know, the past year. And what has the past year been like? What have, where have I, you know, grown or where have I uh, learned something or changed in some way? And when I don't see some sort of change, I, I get like sad about it. So like I, I tend not to um, focus on my birthdays. So, yeah. But that I, I would say, yeah, around like 20, 22, 21, I really look forward to because, you know, it's 21. You got to go get lit. Um, (laughs) but after 21, I was like, okay, birthdays are now, I guess, not as exciting. Yeah. And I, I would also say because I have a summer birthday, um, summer birthdays, you know, when you, when you're growing up are the worst because you can't celebrate, you know, like with your friends at school, things like that. You have to like do it all on your own. You know, like set things up on your own and it's not as like easy to do things. So I would say like summer birthdays growing up were like, you know, the worst. It's not very fun. Sam, you're, you're making me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, that's, why don't you tell but, us about you? you know, when, was it, when is it you changed? That's that's the part of growing up, you know, like. You, oh, that is true. It, that is true. I think as I, I grown up, I've become much more of an introspective examining type of person that's part of my my adulting i think but yeah enough about me for now <laughs> no man you remind me of uh have you seen that pixar movie inside out the one with all the emotions oh yeah inside out and everything yeah because yeah, yeah. that's really about growing up and everything i feel like you know what i'm just gonna just plug that movie even though i feel like most people have seen that movie but it's really good actually it's really good 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, for me, huh? I don't know. I always thought it was like, uh, it's funny. When I was a kid, I thought like there'd be a turning point, right? Like, will you ask like, you know, was there a pivotal moment or age or birthday or whatever it is? Um, and when I was a kid, I did believe that. I thought like, oh, when I'm like, you know, whatever it is, like 18 or like 24, or, like whatever the <laughs> you, number is, right? You thought you were going to evolve, right? <laughs> like, yeah, no, for real, beta. man. Yeah. <laughs> once you like, get enough real, levels, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once I get that, once they have enough rare candy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought there would be like, there would be like a moment or like just event or something significant to happen. I mean, you know, years go by and everything. You're like, man, I don't feel too different, you know? Like, I'm, you know, and certainly there are, like, significant events that happen throughout your life. Like, you know, whether it's, like, super serious and sad, like, you know, like a death of a loved one or, like, just as simple as just, you know, like, you know, going out with someone for the first time or, like, you know, all that stuff. Um, but it's kind of gradual. It kind of just piles up. And you don't really realize it, I think. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a pivotal moment. I think it's all been gradual and like Sam, I, I tend to get introspective too. And I kind of look back and I'm just like, Oh man, like, I guess I wasn't like this, like a few years ago. Right. Um, there's like this one, uh, interview I read, like, uh, of this, um, uh, lead singer of a band I used to listen to. And, uh, I think the, um, interviewer asked him like, Oh, is it weird listening to like your old music? You know, cause you came out with this album and you were like 18 or 19. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lead singer was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, um, I look back at that and I'm like, man, when I was uh, when I was 21, I thought like, wow, I know so much now. I didn't know anything when I was 18. And then he was like, when I turned 25, I looked back when I was 21. And I was like, man, I really didn't know anything when I was 21. Right. And like so on and so forth. Right. And now he's like, I think almost like 40. And I'm like, and I'm like, man, um, it's kind of crazy and he was like man is this gonna keep on going until i'm like 80 right am i gonna look back every few years and be like wow i didn't know anything back then and now i know so much more and so it's kind of this gradual just process of almost like starting over it's a reset uh, for me it's yeah the uh, reset for me it feels it feels like it's defined every decade like every 10 years of your life you uh are given more responsibilities or at least you, maybe you're just a kid, right? Or an adolescent, but you are made right to make adult decisions from a very young age. At least for me, I Ooh. felt like, Oh, I need to know. Will. what was the first adult decision you had to make? Uh, okay. It really was an adult decision, but it was, it, I felt <laughs> like an adult when I, I, I feel like when I was like 10 or 12 years old, Right. And, uh, my dad called me down or maybe it was my mom. I can't remember. All I, all I remember is that they taught me how to, uh, wash my own clothes. Dang. <laughs> so young. Uh, like doing, like doing laundry. <laughs> yeah. Like doing laundry, literally doing okay, laundry. Okay. And there were some things I had to hand wash, like in the, in the tub, you know, oh, by hand. Man. Dang. Right? That's wild. That's old school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that felt like a very, adult thing to do because mm-hmm. you know of course you know leading up to 10 12 years old uh your parents you know if you were lucky to have nice parents <laughs> did your laundry for you and it just seemed it was it was like one of those things that when you see it only adults do it that's that 
so you're thinking, okay, that's, that's an adult thing to do. Right. So I think washing laundry, doing clothes or, or what have you. The next thing was probably other chores, essentially like mowing the lawn. And then I think driving, learning how to drive. Oh yeah. Oh, felt like yeah. an adult. Yeah, for sure. That's a huge responsibility because it's not just you, but of course there's other people out there on the road. So mm-hmm. you're responsible for their safety as well. I think that's a huge adult decision that you make consciously. You have to make, maybe you don't even think about, but you, you, you do think about it, I think subconsciously. Um, and then let's see what else. Okay. The one that I think is a big one that you might not think about. And that actually kind of annoys me is when you decide what to do after you graduate high school, whether that's going to school or you know taking off to work that's a huge adult decision and i don't know i didn't feel like an adult i was just made to i don't know make this huge adult decision when i wasn't ready or necessarily prepared for and people tell you what to do and you're making an adult decision based on what other people tell you to do or what you think you should be doing i mean did you have a choice like my mom was just like you're going to college and i'm like okay you got it okay (laughs) i mean mean? like yeah, yeah, no, maybe not in the sense that like you have a choice, but I guess you have some degree of choice, right? Whether it's which school you go to, which major you decide to pick or which route you decide to go, unless your parents pick that for you. I know I know there's plenty of yeah. kids where their parents pick it, especially for Asian kids, yeah, right? They yeah. do. Doctor, yeah, my mom, lawyer, yeah, engineer, you know, what are the other ones? Right. Uh, no, that's it, man. That's yeah, it. Doctor, now it's lawyer, like, uh, engineer. Yeah. <laughs> I think now it's like probably spread a little bit, like they're a little bit, a little bit open, more open-minded. They're like, all right, consultant. They don't really yeah, know what yeah. that is, but they just know it makes a lot of money. Yeah, um, consultant is like the big one now. Get, you know, get into one of the yeah. big four when you graduate, you know, all those right, things. Right, right. They just understand like, okay, work for a good company. That's all that really yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, you know. But that's yeah. that's also um, part of like their upbringing too, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because like they, they don't really know like the details and everything yeah. that goes into that. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, actually, going off of what Will was saying, it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, Asian Americans, they, I think they probably have a little bit more leeway now, I think, as things probably um, are a bit more visible, right? Like, I'm sure they just know there's a lot more avenues that you can go down on, hopefully. Um, But I feel like also part of becoming an adult is, like, you have to, like, make choices that you don't necessarily, like, maybe want to make, you know? You kind of have to do certain things that you don't necessarily, like, want to do. But it's like you have to do these things, right? Because um, it's like you know, it's not fun, like you know, working a a whatever job and like you know, because you gotta you know go to college and like you know eat and like you know pay tuition and all that stuff. But it's like you have to do it, right? Because you ultimately want to like get an education and all that stuff. I'm just using that as an example. I was fortunate where like um, I didn't really have to work, you know, to pay like tuition and stuff. Mostly because Virginia Tech tuition was pretty cheap, so. And also, thank you, government grants. <laughs> thank you, FAFSA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, when when you start to make these grown-up decisions, I, f- I feel like that's when your mind starts to to shift a little, you know, ever so slightly. It, it starts with small things, and then it becomes bigger and bigger, you know. I would say that one of the first ones, really, I guess, bigger adult decisions is what you were saying will and ryan you know where to go to school if you go to school and then you know picking your major things like that but then it also becomes um you know 
as you're as you're young, you have to start to make decisions. Like when you're in college, like okay, do I go out, have fun with my friends, even though I have a final in the morning, or do I stay at home and study? You know, do I? You always go out, man. You always go out. <laughs> yeah, do I, I would say. Do I <laughs> do I spend all my money on like like drinks or? Do I, you know, put aside what I need for rent and then like start budgeting things Yo, like I that? I feel judged right now. So how do you know, man? How do you know? <laughs> but <laughs> all <yeah>. right, <laughs> those drinks were delicious. You know, do I do I pay what what I can with cash or do I put it all on my credit card? You know, credit always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, but, I'm giving like the worst advice. Don't yeah. listen to me, kids. <laughs> you know, but it it you start making these decisions and you you slowly start to feel more and more like an adult. But then I I feel like for me at least, I don't know about you guys, but um my college adult decisions and my real life adult decisions are so vastly different from each other. You Why know? do you think that is? Oh yeah, yeah, I want to know. But I I just think that in college you still have like um so much freedom and leeway to your decisions. There's not as many consequences that are readily, you know, visibly there. You know, if you decide to go out instead of studying, you know, maybe you get a C instead of an A, you know. But if you decide to not do your work at your job and you go out and, you know, uh, you party and then you're late to work or you don't make it to work, then like there are real real life consequences for those things. You know, so I feel like the the differences between college adulting, quote unquote adulting and, you know, real life adulting are, are so like different that they um, it. I just even when I went to college, made all these decisions. And when I graduated, I felt still so unprepared and and basically just like exhausted by all of the things that I had to now decide to do. Um, I think it comes down to what you're saying, Sam, is accountability yeah <laughs> when things are solely accountable just to you specifically that's when you have to make those adult decisions right when they really matter right yeah or they become detrimental to you in the short term and the long term yeah because there's nobody else who's responsible you know but you it's and it's tough man it's, it's it is tough no man nobody like shoot life's hard or you know it can definitely be hard <laughs> especially if you're making you know not the not the right decisions right but it's yeah. a learning process yeah no, no, yeah i think will brings up a good point in the um short-term long-term thing it's like when you're a kid and you're growing up all you think about is short-term you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like oh how can i get the most fun or satisfaction or whatever it is like right now right uh, and then when you're when you have to make these adult decisions, you do have to actually think about like what Sam said too, like the long term and like you know the actual repercussions of what you're doing. And it's like it's like those those things you have to like I think account for when you're an adult, just making like longer term plans instead of just seeing like all right, what's right here in front of me. And I'm not saying like the short term it's like bad, but it's like you got to balance it. You got to balance like short term plans and satisfaction for like long-term benefits and all that stuff too yeah for sure definitely do you guys ever feel like the long-term decisions or the long-term planning was always in the forefront or maybe in the back of your mind because because i i feel like most asian parents families always talk about the long term never 
never. <laughs> I've never. I've like. I feel like I've never thought about the long term, the future planning. I'm always. I've always lived in the moment, and I think that's why, you know, uh, adulting has been so hard for me. <laughs> Sam's a Sam's a YOLO type of guy. I mean, kind of. I. I. Well, I. Okay. I wouldn't say I never think about it, but. When I was definitely, you know, fresh out of college and even up until like maybe like a, a few years ago, like the future was not something that I was thinking about. It was always, you know, the next month or like, you know, this year, like that, that's like the longest term that I would think about. So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. it's a, it was tough. tough, tough. No, no, I feel you. I think I wasn't much of a long-term planner either. I think I just had like these like hopeful and kind of wishful dreams and stuff like that but i I think like a lot of my um growing up had to do with like okay i need to like look at all these like choices and actually look at long-term effects and actually like engage and be like all right i need to make like a conscious decision and not just like you know make some kind of like impulsive kind of you know reactive decision right yeah so what are the what are some of these big or adult decisions that you've had to make after you guys have graduated? Um, For me, it was, so after I graduated college, I was planning on going to grad school, right? And um, so that was like sort of a long-term kind of plan and everything. But to be honest with you, I didn't think too far, right? Because I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to grad school. But I didn't think about life after grad school, right? I didn't think about what I actually really wanted to do after grad school. And so it wasn't like fully fleshed out. It was kind of like, okay, like I'm done with college now. I guess I should go, you know, get more education. And it was kind of like that. And I just took like a random job. And I was just like studying for like my, what's it called, GREs and filling out applications and whatever. And by the end of it, it was just like, I, I realized I couldn't even afford grad school because the school I got into was just, um, I mean, I don't think any school is really affordable in the States, but grad school especially is completely unaffordable. Um, you have to take out loans and that just was something I wasn't willing to do. And, and because I didn't plan far enough ahead, I was just like, oh, I didn't plan for the possibility that I wouldn't want to go to grad school. You know what I mean? And so I had to do a lot of just like juggling and just a lot of like, I mean, to be honest, like those next couple of years were rough, you know, until I kind of landed on my feet a bit uh, working in DC. Um, And even then it was still hard. Um, So I think through my own lack of planning, it's like I had to grow up and I had to, you know, make these mistakes and kind of like learn the hard way. I think that's like the theme of my life. I had to learn the hard way. I think we all have to learn that way. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel, I feel that it it kind of sucks. So a way I define, I suppose, becoming an adult uh, from adolescence is that when you're a kid or you're an adolescent or, you, or when you're just younger, right? You, for the most part, for many people out there, I would say if you're fortunate enough that you have the luxury of making mistakes, right? and learning from them and coming out of them and the older you get the more responsibilities that you have and the more accountability that you have on yourself maybe to others i don't know if you have a family you have to look after or whatnot when you make mistakes right there's more repercussions towards those mistakes and if you haven't made those mistakes 
uh, when you were younger, right, and know how to bounce back or having to learn from them, then they just compound as an adult. And I think that's why for many of us, many young adults, probably not just Asian adults, maybe Asian adults, why it's so hard to make mistakes and why maybe we operate with maybe a scarcity mindset sometimes or when you operate out of fear sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, mistakes growing up, at least, I think the idea of making a mistake is such a terrible thing. You know, you can't make mistakes. You can't, you can't, you know, get a bad grade. You can't do this, that or the other. And so by not making those mistakes, you're, you, yeah, like you're saying, you're, you become afraid to to do anything you feel you feel trapped and unable to to basically progress and i think that's um one thing that that plagues probably like a lot of like the nova asians at least i would say you know this idea of being afraid to to go outside of the comfort zones and and possibly make a mistake you know whether it's pursuing like a new job or or moving or something like that like i think that the the nova asian uh people are are probably the most afraid to make a mistake of some kind yeah i agree with both of you i think will you put it really well when you said um if you have like the luxury of making a mistake and that's so true man making mistakes and everything in like a safe environment where it's so you're taught like it's okay right to make a mistake and like how sam mentioned like oh it it doesn't feel like good to make a mistake growing up in this area especially too if you have um some kind of pressure on you to kind of like you know make it into you know whatever career path um, that your parents have set out for you but yeah it really is like a luxury um to make these mistakes and it's like so invaluable right what you get out of it um if you if you are allowed to do that um and so, I mean, just to finish up my quick story here, like I actually did end up going to grad school, like, you know, uh, a few years later, um, because I was, I grew up obviously, and I was in my later twenties and I was, um, you know, I was being mentored by someone I trusted and I had people around me. I trusted, I could ask for like, you know, advice and stuff like that. Um, and I think I was just in a better place financially too. And so I could actually afford and pay to go to grad school. And so, I mean, yeah, like me, just like, just comparing me making that decision to go to grad school in my later 20s um, compared to like my early 20s, it's like, like Sam said, it's a vast, just a vast difference, right? From like a college kind of age mindset to like, you know, whatever, four or five, six years, six years down the line. Um, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's paid dividends. I mean, to be honest with you, it grew as a person and I just feel much more like whole, I think now as a person um but yeah I, I think a lot of it is though it's like you need to be like allowed and like okay to like make mistakes shoot man it's easier said than done it's, no no you're yeah, right you're sure. right it's yeah. hard it's hard yeah i mean i yeah. i i say that like um you know like nova asians are notorious for not wanting to make mistakes and not, you know, doing these things. But I, you know, I'm, I'm included in that too, you know, for sure. Like for me too, growing up, I was afraid to make mistakes and that, that fear and like the comfort of what I know has, you know, probably been what has kept me from really exploring out into, into the vast world that we, we have here. Okay. Well, speaking of these mistakes, are there any mistakes that, 
you've made that you've learned from that you'd like to share or are there some mistakes or things that you'd like to share or that you'd like to make any failures you'd like to make so that you can learn from them oh that's a good one that's a good question huh one of y'all want to go first or Uh, i mean do you have one sam I'm, i'm trying to think um i mean i w- i don't know if it's necessarily a mistake i i think maybe perhaps like it could be almost like a regret um oh mm. you know but yeah so i mean there are a couple and most of these happens when i had the uh the freedom of you know college right so i would say one mistake slash regret that I might have that I had was not exploring a little bit more before settling into a major you know I think Mm. like I was saying I definitely had the this fear of failure and so the way that it works at VCU as an art major you have to decide what you want to concentrate on in the before your second semester as a first year. And mm-hmm. so for me, I really enjoyed the drawing class that I took. And then also like the, the time studio, which is kind of like videos or like animation, anything that dealt with art and time, you know, the passage of time. And so for me, I partially was thinking like, maybe this would be something that I could be, you know, kind of interested in uh, this, this idea and this major, but because I was afraid that I would get rejected from that major, I wouldn't get accepted into it. You know, I would be like the only person that didn't get into their first choice. I decided to go with the safer route of art education. And, um, you know, that was like the end of it for me. Like that was where that kind of like stopped. But so you made that decision morally, like because you didn't want to fail. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I didn't want to fail. I, you know, when I, when I grew up, I guess, this is like one of the few instances I could say that I was thinking about the future though. Um, I was, I was thinking um, I want to be able to get a job when I graduate, you know, and art, like who no one gets a job as, as an artist, you know, it's like so hard. So I was thinking like, okay, if I want to get a job after I graduate, I need to do something that has something that's applicable, you know? So I, that's why I chose education, you know, but for, yeah, that was like, for me, like the, the biggest I was one of the biggest like regrets that I had as a as um or a mistake that I, I think I made may have made when I was uh younger and in college. Yeah, it just goes back to what I was saying when, you know, you're a kid and you turn what is it, sixteen, seventeen, and then you're asked to make this big adult decision of choosing which school to go to or what major or what career you wanna you know, uh I guess partake in and it's a it's a it's a tough one and nobody yeah. tells you they just tell you what you should do but they don't tell you how to go about it how to analyze it think about it critically right you just kind of to me it feels like you're just left to the wolves <laughs> you're made to yeah for to sure figure it I, out later it's so crazy to me you know and we talked about this in our like education episode but this idea of asking an 18 year old to uh, make a decision about what they about their basically like what they want to do in their future the is their like life. so yeah. so like nonsense to me <laughs> that's like crazy yeah you know 
It's crazy. No, it is. It's a ridiculous concept, right? And it's like, and on top of that, they have to take out potentially tens of thousands of dollars, right? Like in potential loans and all these things. And it's like, dude, right? You know, you're committing not not just like you know however many semesters it is that you you know want to in college. It's like you have to pay for those semesters, right? Yeah. And then if you don't, you'll eventually have to pay it back. Um. Yeah, I I think it's crazy, and I think about this too. Um, sometimes uh, I do wonder what would have happened if I took like a gap year. You know, um, I don't know if that's like getting more popular or not now, but um, essentially a gap year is just um when uh like you graduate high school and you take a year off between uh either pursuing like further education, um, you know, or doing something else, right? Um. And so I do wonder what would happen if I took a gap year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think when I look back at myself, though, in my own like mental state, I, I just was so like unsure of everything and unsure of myself. I just had like, you know, it, it was in a way easier to just to go with what my parents told me, right? Um, like I didn't really have to deal with these like major life decisions on my own. I could just be like, I could default to them and be like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to do whatever you say and I'll just do it and you know go through life but it's really unsatisfying though in hindsight you're like oh i wish i just took more initiative and just really mm. thought things through and like actually actually like asked myself like oh like what do i want to do and i think that's uh i think especially in asian american households and uh, asian culture it's not something that your parents really ask you a lot like like mm-hmm. what do you want right maybe like actually no not even for dinner it's just like hey we're having this <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, that question isn't thrown a, thrown a, around a lot um, in Asian uh, households. And so I think a lot of Asian kids, we kind of grow up thinking like, oh, it may not matter what I want. Or like, I'm not sure exactly what I want because you never yeah. had to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really hard to deal with um, as you get older. Right. Um, and you do have to make these adult decisions and actually think about, OK, what do I need slash want? Yeah, um, for sure. Hmm. A life skill right there. Right, asking what you want and why you want it, and keep on going levels uh, deeper. Because I was always asked that, and sometimes I thought about it, but I never took it seriously. For me, I just, I always was complacent. I kind of went with the flow, and mm-hmm. I would think, oh, things will will turn out okay. And then when they don't turn out okay, I'm just, you know, flustered and frustrated, mm-hmm. right? And then I start uh blaming other people using either my parents or whatever institution as a scapegoat and i guess i think i became more of an adult when i started holding myself more accountable for these things right uh and like ryan like back to what you're saying like going to school like you know choosing your career and then taking out loans right right then and there you also like a big part of adulting is juggling finances and money right oh and man you, don't even if you, don't if even you talk gimps. about it right yeah if, if you think about it right you're 18 or 17 16 or 17 you're about to go to college right and you're about to take out this absorbent amount of money right that you've never ever had to really manage or think about before like ever in your life like before probably before you even had a credit card you probably took out some student loans right yeah most, man it's most crazy. people isn't that wild to think about <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like when you're that young you don't really have a good concept of money you know 
they're kind of just like, oh, this is just stuff that either I don't have enough of or something I just need in order to get what I want. Mm. And it's like, that's it. And you don't think about the actual fact that, oh, I have to pay this back. And it's going to take the rest of my life potentially, right, to pay uh, these loans back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so widely accepted that no one really bats an eye, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, I got to take out loans. And everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, me too. You know, no one thinks about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm so envious of my friends who were able to, you know, go to school without taking out loans and things like that. You know, it's like it's like a luxury. It really is that that not a lot of people are able to have. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, I graduated in 2013. It's almost right. What? It's been seven years now. Mm-hmm. And. I haven't even cut like I haven't even paid off like half of it. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that, you know, before I I turned 21, I've already amassed like tens of thousands of dollars, you know, in debt. Yeah, that's wild. I am actually one of the fortunate ones that like didn't have to take out any loans for um, undergraduate. Yeah, because I got so many like grants and stuff like that from the government. And my mom like helped out because um I don't know. My mom's pretty smart when it comes to financial stuff. Like, um, yeah, she's pretty good at, I think, like, long-term planning and things like that. Like, I I mean, my dad works hard, and he's, like, you know, a good dude. But, like, I'm, like, surprised that he knows how to pay a light bill. Um, and, like, my mom is, like, she's, like, really, like, she's, like, like, without my mom, I think we'd be, like, I don't know. The streets? Nah, I don't want to say, like, we're homeless, but, like, you know. But to be honest, we'd probably, you know, not doing so well. It'd be a lot tougher. Um, it'd be a lot tougher. No, you know, no offense to my dad or anything, but my mom is definitely, uh, yeah, thank God for my mom. Um, and also for grad school, I was able to save up and actually pay for grad school. Mm. And uh, like, and also I went to Canada for grad school. So anyone, if you want a hey. quick hack, the Canadian dollar is worth less here. Okay. So you take advantage of the exchange rate and you go there. All right. Your money is way, it's worth <laughs> way more in Canada. Um, that's why Drake is so rich. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, so I'm fortunate. And so I'm like one of the, I don't know, just like very, very blessed and fortunate people to have like zero loans and everything. But now I find myself in the position of like, okay, now I'm kind of like trying to look for a house. Right. And like, all this goes in with adulting like i have a girlfriend and we've been talking very serious about the future and all that stuff and obviously Whoa. getting a house and whatever is part of that and um and now i'm like okay i need a bug will for like advice and stuff because there's all this stuff about like mortgages and loans and all this stuff man that you're like okay i didn't major in accounting but i feel like i should have majored in accounting you know <laughs> what i mean when all this stuff just comes to out. prepare yourself for this just moment Right. Yeah. No, this that's a big part of adulting. Let's think about it, right. The two biggest purchases that you're probably gonna have in your lifetime is probably like some one or two cars in your lifetime, maybe more than that, and then, you know, a home, a property. Yeah. And, and then an engagement ring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's it's that serious, right? Right, guy? Huh? Oh snap! Let's not make it about me. I'm sorry. I just said that as an aside. <laughs> oh, okay. Edit, okay. The, edit that out, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, no, uh, we'll no, see. but it's, we'll see what happens. It's it's true. It's true. You you have to think about these things, and you know it's funny. You don't think about a lot of people don't think about these things until it's time to actually do it, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of prep. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do. 
and we're not taught, you know, any of this, but yeah, if you need help, you know, purchasing a home, uh, or a car or more about finance, yeah, Ryan, you can always hit me up, but it's not the, the, the biggest thing I think about adulting, right. Is that you can't think that it's hard. The moment you think that it's hard or overwhelming, it becomes hard and overwhelming. Your mind is already in that space, right? You yeah. know what? That's kind of true. That is very true. I think if you took it as more like, okay, like this is something I need to do. What do I need in order to like do this mm. thing? And it becomes yeah. a lot more manageable. But yeah, I, I agree, Will. I think you're right. As soon as you kind of psych yourself out, you're like, oh man, you're kind of like, you know, already down. Yeah, you know? you're you're already, yeah. yep, exactly. You're already, di- you're already in a hole and you got to like climb out of that hole, right? But if you yeah. think that it's easy and there's some steps, then you'll be in a better mind for it, right? So, I mean, let, let's, let's, let's go with the home buying, right? Um, so I do have some experience in this since I've technically have been in like three, at least three housing, like purchasing like transactions. But all right, if you think that it's easy, first of all, it's just like buying anything else, right? There's a seller, there's a buyer, and there's a product, and there's money that needs to be exchanged, right? Bro, and way more paperwork. <laughs> and, and way more paperwork. So Yeah, but all that paperwork, you don't have to prepare that paperwork. It's prepared for you. You yeah. gotta pay for it though. You gotta pay for it. But it's it's also good to understand what is what right because i mean i I don't know some people are kind of just can go with the flow right i mean but if you're anything like me like you kind of want to understand how things kind of work you want to know what you're signing right for sure for sure yeah definitely so if you think about it like if you had you know a buttload of cash and you could buy a property outright it's pretty simple like you put your money into a third party which is called a title and escrow right because you're not going to pay somebody three hundred thousand dollars and hope that they give you the deed to your house. It's th- think of it like a, what you call it? A Mexican standoff, right? There's a hostage. There's like some money. And they're like, okay, you release the hostage first. Like, no, you give me the money first. What are you going to do, Yo, right? So typically. Is that the right analogy for this? That sounds like very, very precarious. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like I'm, I'm just doing it to prove a point. So, so basically. No, I'm, I'm just messing. Yeah. You need um, uh, a third party, like a, you know, an yeah. outside party to hold those two documents and the money. And then once things are good and signed, then the third party will then exchange those two things. Right. And so that's simplifying in one aspect. Now, the reason why it gets more complex is that most people just don't have like, let's just say $300,000 lying around to exchange. right. Right. So then you need to get financing. Right. So you go to a loan officer or you go to the bank. Right. Then you get pre-approved because they want to see, you know, they check your income, check your credit to make sure that you can qualify for $300,000, right? And then, you know, they'll tack on their interest or what have you, right? And they'll come up with a table of mm. how long this will take to pay it off. And then basically the lender will then essentially purchase the house on your behalf. And then they basically hold the the note or the title or the deed, right? The mortgage deed of trust to the house. But they let you live in it, but they hold that piece of paper, right? And until you pay them off, they won't relinquish that piece of paper. But in everybody else's eyes, you technically control the property and the house, right? And, you know, obviously it's a little bit more complex than that, but that's essentially what it is. And once you understand the nuances of these 
other smaller steps and know how to like go around it and know which players like how your real estate agent gets involved and how your mortgage officer gets involved and like Mm. what plays that they they make in the whole process i don't know i feel like you can feel more confident in the process and then hopefully you can like teach that to other family members maybe potentially your kids or whatnot and i feel like that's that's what it's like to be an adult yeah (laughs) i think okay i think will you explaining basically the very very basics of trying to buy a house like I think that pretty much sums up like what you need in terms of mentality to like be an adult, which is like just have to like keep on wanting to learn and wanting to like grow. Because I yeah. think like a lot of kids, like you know, it's like come on, we've all been to high school, you know, in college and stuff like that. Some kids they just they just either don't refuse to learn or can't learn or don't want to learn or whatever it is, and like you, you kind of see that in like adults now, you know. Yeah, there's some people that are just like like nope, I'm not gonna do that. I'm like what do you mean it's like your job yeah you have to learn how to use this computer you know whatever it is right (laughs) yeah and they get some like intern to do it right or like you know i I don't want i don't want to like pick on older people but like it's just anyone anyone that doesn't really want to learn and stuff like that it's just you're gonna be kind of like a step behind you know yeah i think i think definitely it is um you know that the idea of wanting to learn or maybe not even necessarily wanting to learn but the idea of just bettering yourself, you know, I think that's the right. hallmark of what an, you know, a quote unquote adult, I think at least should have, you know, because if you're so focused on the just the immediate gratification of, of your life, then you're not going to want to, you know, invest in like a house or property. You're not going to want to do this. You're not going to want to do that. You're just going to want to do things that are fun for you in the moment. So. Right. Um, or safe or comfortable yeah yeah you know because change is always change is never a bad thing i would say change is always um something that helps you to grow or it helps you to uh move in in a direction you know and i think that it's important for us important important for people to to want to change and and uh engage in that change of life Oh yeah, key key words right there. Want to change, yeah. right? Want to change and have to change and not change. You're just being stubborn. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. That's what marks sure. how successful you are. Yeah, as an adult, I feel like. Yeah, you know, maybe to be an adult. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're not the best adults, but you know, we're always trying. And I think you put it um really great. You know, when you said like to not be afraid. Or say it's so hard. I think that's mm-hmm. the the phrase that everybody says. Adulting is so hard, you know. But it, you know, I I don't know if it necessarily is that it shouldn't be, but you can make it so that it's it's not as hard, you know, or okay, it's not well, as intimidating. Yeah, let's let's expand on that. I, I I mean, even I say adulting is hard sometimes, and we know that a lot of people say that. But why is that? What are the things about adulting? that we you know we perceive that we we think that it's so hard Mm, i think it's when things start to pile up because i think it's one thing where like you learn how to do whatever it is like you just say like pay your taxes and that's fine um and then 
like you can do that every year if that's like the only thing you have to do but then let's say there's complications you start investing right will like you start mm-hmm. like you buy a new car you get all this stuff and you're like oh wait i have to like account for all this stuff when i do my taxes right and like it becomes complicated again right and you ha- kind of have to kind of not relearn but you have to like learn how to like kind of navigate that whole thing with all these new additions um so i think yeah i think adulting is it gets hard when things start to pile up and just when unexpected things kind of happen you know i think that's a part of like adulting like unexpected events that you're just like oh wow like we're all dealing with an unexpected event right like covid is like the most unexpected i think event of at least our lives right um and we're like all trying to like deal with it and like cope with it maybe some people might say that it was an expected event you know like we could have been better prepared for it but oh no no we for sure could have been better prepared (laughs) no i yeah no i know what you mean uh yeah yeah i think for me why adulting can be so hard is it's just for a lot of people myself included it's just so unknown you're you just feel so unprepared for it you know um you know i was watching this like uh this vine or not vine what is it tiktok tiktok video um, yeah. TikTok, um there you go showing your age man <laughs> it's like what is what is that thing called but it was what is that new thing that all the young people listen to <laughs> it's it's not exactly related to adulting but i think it's like part of why for maybe uh for me at least and maybe other sort of asian americans why adulting can be so hard is it was like okay have your dad dad expresses love and affection and dad says, I love you, right? So it's like one, two, three, you know, and it goes back and forth and back and forth between those three. And then for for the Asian one, it was like have an immigrant father. And then it's 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 the same three things are there. But then it all of a sudden goes like down to the right, you know, gives you money, oh, yeah. buys you fruit, <laughs> uh, you know, doesn't say I'm proud of you, <laughs> buys you fruit, you know, uh, pays for a vacation, you know, yada 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 uh, yada yada and it's going all over the place and then it ends like ends up uh causes you to go into therapy <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> you know? oh, i love you <laughs> yeah you know and so so for me for me it's um i feel like that partially gives you an idea or for me it gives me an idea of like why adulting is so hard it's so unknown and i feel like i've never been taught how to you know quote unquote adult and the idea of adulting is just so different for for my parents versus like another person's parents maybe like even like uh somebody who's an american you know like they're they're caucasian or who whatever ethnicity like a non-immigrant ethnicity like their idea of adulting is like so much more different than what you know ours ours is so i feel like for me at least that's one of the reasons why adulting can be so hard it's it's just like such an unknown and such a yeah there's like so much uncertainty on like how to do things and how to go about it okay well sam if we leave this conversation what is like the one unknown that you would like to you know maybe know a little bit more about that would help you make yourself feel more comfortable you know moving forward to get to you know sam 2.0 you know (laughs) (laughs) next level next level uh, I feel like there's a lot, but I, I guess like if if it had to just be like literally one thing, yeah, one thing. Um, I don't know, just like 
how to like better manage like finances. I think that is for maybe for Asian people, immigrants and things like that. That's like the number one thing, like how to manage finances and to be in a place of like, you know, not having to work every single day when you're like 60 years old because, you know, like you don't, you don't have a retirement plan, mm, you know, okay. things like that. You know, because I think that's like that what pl- that's what plague a lot of like immigrant parents too. you know, they they can't be, um, you know, they like they can't do those things. They can't be at a retire. They can't retire, basically, you know, for for a majority. I, I you know, there are obviously are exceptions, but I feel like a lot of at least from what I've from the friends that I've had and the people that I've talked to, you know, like their parents are like 60s and they're still working every single day, you know, like, or not every day, but like six, seven days a week just to, you know, get ends meet. Like they have small so business owners like or whatever. Security. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. Ryan, what about you? Um, Sorry, I blanked out. What was the question? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, the question is if you... Uh, you know, left this conversation. You know, Sam said there's a lot of why adulting is so hard is uncertainty, right? So I said, oh. okay, well, what's what's the one thing you could be more certain about to help you on your path to, I guess, becoming Sam 2.0, leveling up? And for you, Ryan, like I guess you can answer that same question, but I forgot what you said, why you said adulting felt like it was so hard for it because everything piles up, right? So right, right. if you could take one thing off your plate so that it doesn't pile up, right, what would it be? Because obviously that would make adulting easier for you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, to be honest, I think it's unavoidable, right? Because things are going to pile up and things may become overwhelming at, you know, whatever point in our lives. And that's just, um, I mean, that's just life. Um, but for me, like, and this is going to probably be um, a topic that we'll discuss in like a whole other podcast. But I think mental health is a huge thing. Like, mm. I like I recently, you know, started going to therapy. Um uh, and I know, like, <laughs> I was, I know Sam mentioned that meme. It's like a kind of a joke about how like Asian people go to therapy because of like the lack of like, uh, like love or whatever from their parents and stuff. But like, I mean, that stuff is real, you know. And I'm not saying my parents are like evil people that never showed love to me. You know, they're like good people. But obviously, the way that Asian, you know, parents express love or don't express love have an effect on you. And it is what it is, and you kind of have to deal with it. So I think for me, um. I think mental health goes a long way in terms of just like self-awareness um, and just uh, uh, self, um, yeah, self-improvement, to be honest, self-growth. So again, I think this is a topic that we'll have to hit upon next time in a mm-hmm. whole other podcast, but that's definitely something I think uh, would help. No, that's good. Yeah, I think, uh, let's see, for me, um, I mean, obviously I would all love to improve my finances, but I'm already kind of on that path and I feel, uh, you know, I've leveled up in that area. You know, if you, if you thought of this kind of like, uh, you know, an MMO or some RPG and you have your character with the (laughs) the pentagram and the the levels, right. I think my finances are, they're not there yet, but the knowledge for me to get there, that skill is being built upon right now. And for me, I think, um, my personal relationships with other people, my loved ones and my family, Mm. right. Mm. If, uh, you know, cause that's part of adulting too, right. Is managing the relationships that you do have. And if I can improve upon that, um, I think I could be, you know, adulting a lot better. So I, I mean, we definitely, uh, tackled some, you know, actually three major things of 
adulting, right? It's you know the finances and long-term financial health and even short-term financial health, mental health, and then, you know, personal and maybe even interpersonal relationships, right? Yeah. All right, perfect. We just came up with uh, three new podcast um, yeah, man. <laughs> episodes for the future. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, hey, guys, you know, that was, you know, a great episode. I loved, you know, seeing what you guys thought about adulting, how it is for you guys. And also glad to see that, you know, we're still on our journeys and we're learning and, you know, we're expanding and hopefully we'll touch back, you know, on this you know, these three new episode ideas right here. You know, it's good talking <laughs> to you guys. Yeah. Right. Also, happy birthday, Sam. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, Sam. Yeah, Shoot, yeah, you to you being a, a better adult tomorrow, man. Thank you, thank you. Sam, I'll buy you lunch tomorrow. I'll Uber eat you something. Let me know what you want. <laughs> no, no, no for right. real. Let me know what you want, It's though. all right, man. It's all right. <laughs> no, no, no. I did it for Will, so I have to do it yeah. for you. I need to do it for my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me do this thing. This is a very all adult right, thing right, I'm trying God. to do. All right, all right, all right. I'll, t- I'll let all you right, know. All right, guys. Yo, that's all we have for this episode. May I catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to that. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to follow us on Instagram or any social media, you can look us up, Lever Shoes Podcast. We're on Instagram, Twitter. If you want to email us, you can email us. But let us know what you think. Give us a, a shout out, a comment, whatever. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks.